News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling. I'm delighted to welcome to the Executive Chair, Paul Merriman. He's the CEO of PAX, and he's also the founder of Ask Paul. Uh, Paul, you're very welcome to the programme. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Uh, thanks very much for having me on. Much appreciated. Now, we'll all, it starts back there in southwest Dublin. Uh, I know your first job uh, was in uh, Temple Oak. Is that right? It is indeed, yeah. It was the uh, spa well. I uh, first job, I convinced them I was 16. I think I was barely 15 years of age at the time. So uh, I liked them, got a job as a lounge boy. Uh, and yeah, started earning a few quid. Um, so yeah, that's where I started. Yeah. And I know um, you, you after school, you went straight into into work. Uh, you were working with Royal Sun Alliance. You were working with Irish Life. So fairly traditional insurance uh, background and, and job, was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I started in Dawson Street there in RSA. It was Royal Sun Alliance back then. And we had a job in the motor direct department. So back then, there was no internet, really. Everyone rang for their motor quotation. Um, and you give them a quote. And, stored on the foil um, and yeah that was it that was the first job so I suppose first real job I suppose in the corporate um, I did my exams at night time my insurance qualifications and uh, yeah I loved it it was it was great great working in town at that age uh, on yeah. the street and uh, great learning experience in Royal Lines as well it was it was a really really good place to work um, but uh, yeah it, it was and when you look at the the I suppose and I know there's many types of insurance but mm-hmm. how has insurance changed over you know, the decades since you first started in it to the kind of business that it is now. Well, look, it's completely online now, really, isn't it? So that's been a massive change compared to where it was over 20 years ago. Um, so it's all online. I think this, the, the, the very basics of the business are still the exact same. Um, I think the public as well, or the consumer, the clients, whatever you want to call them, uh, still have that complete lack of understanding of insurance that they had 20 years ago. So I don't think the consumer's gotten any wiser with insurance. Uh, And I think the insurance companies are still uh, extremely profitable and do extremely well out of the business. Um, So I think the only thing that's really changed, Bobby, is probably how people buy insurance. Other than that, it's not the same. I still think they're paying uh, ridiculous sums of money, especially for SMEs. Um, And yeah, Homes are still right. making a lot of money and clients still haven't, I suppose, educated themselves enough on what they might need. A lot of people are probably overinsured, have the wrong policy. And that goes for probably all types of insurance uh, in the Irish market, if truth be told. Right. That's that's very interesting. Uh, and when you talk about things like pensions and wealth management that, you know, I suppose they're in the same arena. Yes. People really do get switched off. You know, when you think about how hard you work to earn your whatever it is, your nest egg. Yes. People are, are amazingly careless, aren't they? Having yeah. put all the work in to making the money yeah. uh, about looking after it. Yeah, you know, Bobby, you're 100% right. They uh, People work very, very hard. They spend a lot of time away from their families. They've maybe spent decades of education or decades of experience, and they get a salary at the end of the week or the month or the year, whatever they are for bonuses. Uh, and yet, they don't always pay that much attention to it. Um, and weirdly enough, they don't pay that much attention to how they're taxed either or how they claim back their tax. Um, and overall, you know, I think we have a real issue in Ireland with financial illiteracy that we just don't know how to manage our money correctly. It's not something we're taught in school. 
uh, in Ireland, we don't talk about money enough as well. It's nearly seem obnoxious if you're to speak about money uh, in public or with people around the table. Uh, compared to if you look at what happens over in the States and the US, and maybe to a certain extent in, in London. But uh, yeah, we, we don't know what to do with our money and we don't know how to manage it correctly, uh, right, which, is, right. which is, I suppose, where we come in. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing is, which is interesting in terms of your own career, uh, you actually, you acquired uh, PACs in yes. 2011 from Irish Life, is that right? No, it wasn't from Irish Life. I'd left Irish Life, sorry, but I'd left Irish Life um, and I'd went to go out on my own, I suppose, to set up a company. I think I tried to get a company. I think it was it was a really, really thoughtful name called Paul Merriman Financial Services. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't exactly a marketing genius. Uh, I was going to get that regulated with the Central Bank of Ireland at the time. Um, and then a company came up, uh, PAX, uh, for asset management at the time. So an investment company owned PAX uh, and they were trying to wind it down with the central bank to bring the, the business in a different direction. So I bought the company uh, rather than them winding down the central bank uh, and me trying to set up with the central bank. Uh, I bought the company, yeah. had a few high net worth clients at the time. Um, it was based on Baggage Street in a shared office, uh, myself and one administrator. Um, and off we went in 2011 to try and change the, the financial planning landscape, I suppose. And that was the ambition. Right. And it's interesting you say that that, that was an easier route because is is the regulator and the financial regulation of these businesses is that a huge bureaucratic challenge it is it, it's it's a tough ask to get through with the central bank of ireland um and you know we're probably going to talk about we've just been acquired recently as well which which was a massive uh, undertaking to go to the central bank but it's great because the central bank is there to protect the consumer uh, so the central bank wants to know if you're going out to sell a financial product who you are, who's backing you, what cash flow you have, uh, what qualifications you have, what a business experience, what your business plan is, um, you know, and all the various ins and outs of what your business will be. And I think that's great for the consumer because I think prior to 2007, you know, there wasn't much confidence in the central bank, especially after the great, uh, you know, financial cra crash. Um, so yeah, the central bank do a great job in protecting there where they are entities getting regulated um, and they put you through a tough enough process and it can take a lot of time because is that yeah. when the bureaucracy as you mentioned so it can take sometimes six months or even up to a year um, so it's saving a bit of time uh, but also the firm we bought PAX as a manager at the time was a really really good firm it had a lot of clients except high network clients already in it and uh, those clients need to be looked after as well so for the existing shareholders it made sense that we would come in buy the firm look after the clients and they didn't need to, I said, like uh, the regulators, and we didn't need to then worry about right personally okay. about going through the pro They had to be appointed. It's a, it's a lot of work to do with the central bank. As in when, you, when we bought the firm, we had to go for approval with the central bank for me to be the new shareholder. But I could go in and work on the firm as the director employee while I was waiting for the central bank right. approval. So it made sense at the time, and it was great. Uh, and it, tell it me really this, Paul, how did you develop that business from then to now? Well, we started, uh, I suppose, back in 2011, we had um, uh, clients in the business, which was great. And then we just grew the business through, you know, uh, accountancy firms and tax advisors that would uh, trust us with their clients, I suppose. Um, and then in 2015, 16, we started going out on social media and we developed a brand called Ask Paul. Um, right. So the thinking behind Ask Paul was that we'd be able to put um, my name, face to to, to video and uh, go out through social media channels and try and educate people. In that time, 2011 as well, I was one of the first advisors in Ireland through the CFP, the Certified Financial Planning designation, which is really important, I suppose, because before that in Ireland, it would have been very much people were sold products from the likes of where I was in Irish Life and all the other insurance companies. Uh, and a lot of brokers doing the same, where they be just, you know, be selling product. There's nothing wrong with selling a financial product, by the way. 
but we went more holistic into financial planning about why you wanted a product, what products you need, and what fit yeah. your lifestyle, and what your what your kind of goals and ambitions were as a kid. And that's very interesting. The way you were able to develop, ask Paul using social media, because that yeah. wouldn't have been, you know, it, it certainly wouldn't have been a traditional approach. So you've you've built a huge amount of all of you, two hundred thousand followers odd. In yeah. six years. Yeah, so we've about over 100,000 on Instagram and TikTok is is, is phenomenal. There's nearly 80,000 on TikTok and then our LinkedIn and our various different other platforms, YouTube, subscriptions, etc. So we've got a wide audience. It's took us six years of a lot of hard work, a lot of investing and time, energy and money as well into the, the platforms online. But we started off back then, I think Snapchat was a was new and Facebook, and we don't do much on those platforms now. It's really Instagram and TikTok. Um, and for listeners, don't worry, really, don't dance on TikTok. It's financial advice. I think everybody thought when TikTok came out originally, it was all just kids dancing. Um, but yeah, it's been a massive switch with demographics on the TikTok as well. So we have a good presence there. In 2022, uh, last year we would have brought a big TV and radio campaign as well. So we, we've kind of tried to hit everywhere now from a, from a marketing point of view with the brand. Yeah. It's quite interesting. It's, it's cool. It's it's nice. It's it's something new. But yeah, I mean, Instagram, we started like, on Facebook. It blew up. I mean, after a couple of days, uh, we were thousands of followers and we're getting phone calls off various radio stations and TV stations asking to come on and do slots on financial planning, which was really exciting. And it was, it was great. But... We, we it never really started, to be honest, we never started to ask Paul to be, didn't think it would get to where it was. I mean, we, we now have 68 staff and we've recently been acquired, but, you know, it's, we started wow. thinking we could, give, we could give a little bit of financial planning advice that might give us an edge uh, and we could help people if they were going into a bank for a mortgage to understand what their interest rates really meant and they'd have the confidence to ask questions because, like I said, at the top of the interview, we, we, we in Ireland, we don't talk about money. So we thought social media would be a great way to break that down. So if I was on talking about what a fixed rate is or a tracker uh, mortgage, for argument's sake, or how to get tax back on your pension or how to invest your pension, if somebody was then sitting in employment and you know somebody from the pension company came in to talk about pensions, that individual might have a better understanding of what they're talking about and being confident asking a question, where I think a lot of time people shy away from asking questions from financial planners or financial advisors right. or people because they don't want to feel that they are maybe a bit silly questions um, and there's a bit of a barrier put up there. And so Paul, we, can I ask you this? In terms of conversion, so you ask Paul, obviously it's a site where somebody can come on yeah. and ask you anything around financial planning. Yes. What, what percentage or have you any idea of what percentage, you know, convert into clients in terms um, of the overall... Because you obviously try and respond to to everybody, I take it. We do, yes. Yeah, not so, all of them will pay you. Yeah, no, they won't. I, I'm fair, it's a very low percentage. I mean, if you look at what we did this year, I think we brought in um, about three and a half to four thousand consultations over twelve months, which uh, for last year from January to December 2022, which was phenomenal. This year, we'll hope to do more, obviously. Uh, but we answer probably, I would guess, in the region of about twenty thousand uh, people uh, or questions between. Instagram between email, voicemail. Wow, uh, that's incredible. And we'll also go back through uh, money masterclasses for various corpus that bring us in to speak to our staff on financial planning and well-being. Um, and then all the, the radio and TV and all. So, you know, we, we've like we've answered some. And in fairness, most of the questions are quite similar. We had to build a team then in around me uh, for that because it was getting exhausting. I used to get up at four in the morning at one stage and do three hours of answering questions and go to bed for maybe one o'clock in the morning. So I'd get up uh, and start answering questions, trying to get back to everybody. That's how we built the brand. We 
we built the trust was trying to get back to absolutely everybody that had a question to ask. Yeah. And then people started coming back to us. Uh, I should remember that before Christmas there, we had somebody came in through, through a consultation, but we look back through the Instagram, they've been engaging with us for nearly four years, uh, you know, so, and then they've, finally came in for a consultation because they needed something done. And okay. so it was great. So yeah, we, we built now, that trust and it takes a lot of energy, but it's, it's been great. Well, and it, it seems a really, really innovative way, the way you've built the business. So you've now been acquired by Fairstone. Yes. Uh, UK's largest financial planners. There seems to be a lot of consolidation happening in, yeah. in, in, in a lot of these financial services, mm-hmm. accountants, even vets, doctors. Yes. Where, is is your industry similar? Yeah, so our industry hasn't actually gone through it. So in our industry, look at the general broker, so the guy that would do the you know life or pensions, or sorry, the general insurance like motor and household rather, or the commercial insurance for a small business. Um, and that they've gone through a massive consolidation over the last two or three years. The life and pension side, where I'm in, and the wealth management side hasn't really. There's been a few attempts from previous companies to come into Ireland. Uh, St. James would have previously tried to come in through Davy, uh, That failed, and they tried to buy another firm that didn't go ahead either. St. James plays a big U, uh, London firm, and they failed a couple of times to enter Ireland. Um, and So we haven't really had a consolidation, but we're, we think we're the start of it. So Fairstone in the UK have acquired over 70 firms in the UK over the last five to seven years. And they've acquired PAX, um, and from this week, actually, uh, the PAX brand will be dropped and Fairstone will be developed into the Irish marketplace, Wow! And uh, which is quite exciting. Um, and they are backed by TA, a, a massive um, New York uh, private equity firm. And the purpose of this then is for us to now be the platform in Ireland to go and acquire. So we're going to have two strands in the business, Bobby. We're going to have an acquisition strand with the support of Fairstone, and we're going to try and acquire probably 50 to 70 firms over a five-year period um, in Ireland. So we're going to be, the, I suppose, to start that integration or consolidation. Wow. Um, and then thereafter, uh, we will still have the organic uh, growth of Ask Paul. Um, and finally, so, Paul, finally can I ask you, what are you going to do with all the money? <laughs> Invest it and put in my pension. <laughs> <at first time. laughs> all right, well, listen, well done. It's a great business and you've, you've really worked hard to build scale and it's great to see that you've been acquired. So well done to you and all Thank the you. people that work there. Paul Merriman there, the CEO of PAX, now to become Fairstone. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. News Talk's Executive Chair. Thanks to Skillnet Ireland, driving business success through innovative training and upskilling.